0: everybody. It's Marcia Reiner with Profit with a Plan podcast. We have a guest on today that's going to help you take your website to the next level by using data. So Philippa Games is on and you've got to listen to this because we have so many people with websites and you don't know what it's doing. So how could you make it better and improve it unless you follow that data train here on Profit with a Plan podcast? Hey, entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? If you're like like most of us business owners, increasing your profitability is always on your mind, and you're probably looking for ways to grow your revenue while growing your company. Well, you found the podcast that shares ideas to help you do just that. I'm Marcia Reiner, known as The Profit Booster, and I'm a business growth strategist. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability, guides your growth, and plans for a future exit. Because building a highly profitable and sale-ready business creates a win-win scenario. That's more money now and a windfall when it's time to let go. And I want to share strategies that I've learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have something special to share with you, my podcast audience. If you ever thought of supercharging your business and you want to avoid the profit plateaus, operational headaches, and growth roadblocks, well, I've created a brand new profit booster playbook just for you. You'll uncover five strategies that will uh, be a quick way to take action on them, and it'll help you boost your profit. This is not just a single-page report. It's a 25-page novella uh, with impactful strategies, actionable steps, and expert guidance to help you elevate your profits. Let's make 2024 your best year ever. Go download this free playbook at BoostingProfit.com. All right, I'm excited to have my guest on today, Philippa Games. She is the owner and marketing executive's Uh, Hire Philippa to find hidden insights in their digital analytics that will grow their business and cut wasteful spending, because many are missing these hidden gems. She She has over 20 years of experience in North America, Europe, and the Middle East, helping clients to translate the numbers into transformational ideas that move the business forward, reveal opportunities for new markets and products, and services while maximizing the return on the investment. Philippa is the author of the 42 Rules for Websites That Win, endorsed by Guy Kiyosaki, and has taught at three international business schools. Philippa, thank you for coming on Pod- Profit with a Plan podcast. I get, My mouth is all twisted today, so <laughs> forgive me for, for gibbering a little bit, but I think we'll get through. So welcome to the show. Yeah. Hey, Marcia, thank you very much. All right. So, you know, a lot of people have these, Oh, excuse me, a lot of people, every business, every person in the world has a website, but, you know, I think they just don't know what it's doing, right? And so, you know, I'll, I'll ask you kind of a question around websites and maybe it's a step back, but how did you get into website analytics? You know, um,
1: yeah, that, that's been a while because actually analytics has been around for quite a long time. Um, because it became really obvious that we needed to know what was, what was going on on the site. Um, and uh, somebody I met here in Santa Cruz, where I live, uh, started very early on an analytics program called ClickTracks, which yeah. was absolutely brilliant. And it, it was really intuitive and really easy to use and uh, absolutely loved it. And, um, but of course it wasn't free because he had to make some money, to you know, buy food and stuff like that. And, uh, and then Google analytics came out and it was free because it was Google. And unfortunately, as you can imagine, that was the end of something that people had to pay for, um, as a small business tool, but it, it just, uh, I was already inspired and, and I was working with him and I got very inspired. Um, because the truth is if you aren't looking at your analytics, you're shooting in the dark with everything that you're doing. I mean, people say to me, you know, I'm, I'm a digital strategy consultant. Great. And they say, Oh, could you just take a quick look at my website and tell me what you think? And I'll say, yeah, Yeah. I can do that, but it won't be worth anything (laughs) because I have no idea. Right. Just by looking at it. I mean, okay. Sometimes you can see it's absolutely horrible, but even that's only my opinion. Other people might love it or not. We don't know. So, um, so analytics, really, if you want to have to be intelligent about
0: your website and your online presence, um, analytics is absolutely crucial. I love it. And you know what? We as experts in our industry constantly get people to go, well, give me your secret recipe, right? Or take a look at my website. Or when I was in financial planning, what's the best stock? You know, it's <laughs> like, I don't know you or your goals or your directions, just like that with your website what is the purpose of your website and what are you hoping it's going to do for you? Then you can come back and have some educated decisions by looking behind the curtain and seeing what the website is actually doing, right? Is it showing up and so on? So I love that you brought that up because it's such a silly, crazy question that people always ask. But then to give you an expert answer, you know you got to go in and look behind the curtains and see how the the um website is actually doing. So let's talk a little bit about Google Analytics because i assume that's what you're using, right? Mhm. Mostly, yeah. Give us an overview of Google Analytics and and what it means. <laughs> Just an well, overview. <laughs> I know that it, could be a four-day conversation.
1: <laughs> it, it it's a bit controversial at the moment because there used to be a thing called now it's we, we we refer to it as Universal Analytics, which was the previous version of Google Analytics that a lot of people were using, really enjoyed it. Of course, it was by far the most used analytics tool for most small businesses because it's free. Uh, which of course is because Google gets to use not identifiable data, but but you know traffic data that they can put to good effect. Um, now they replaced Universal Analytics with this thing called Google Analytics 4 um, back in last July. I, think.
0: I was just going to say pretty recently.
1: <laughs> yeah. And um, it's people, many people hate it, I have to be honest. And, and the reason for that is because it's not anything like universal analytics was. There's a huge learning curve. Um, it's the interface is different, the business, the, the model by which it measures things are different. So you can't mm. say, here are my numbers from last year on UA, how do they compare with my numbers this year on, on GA4? Because they're not going to compare because it measures differently. Mm. And and all of that is very unfortunate. Um And I I wish Google had thought some things through better. There's all sorts of people making spreadsheets and dashboards to say, okay, let's try and get back to the reports we used to have. Um, And on the other hand, um, it's a really powerful program if you get to figure out or to have somebody like me figure out how to use it effectively for your business because it's really customizable. Really in depth. So you can go to the heart of what you want to measure for your business and your use cases, as opposed to the default kind of out of the box, which isn't particularly helpful, right? I mean, it's very basic. Um, But you can get really deep in in figuring out what's going on. Um, So, you know, I love it having got to grips with it. Um, and, having, having worked through the 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 bugs yeah. and the
0: problems to to figure out how to use it. so what well, well, so yeah, and and you, and, uh, you know I, I mean the point
1: being that I still get highly frustrated with it. i'm i'm trying yeah. I'm not trying to downplay the um the number of people who are really annoyed at Google for doing this, but but I, I what I'm trying
0: to say is there's there there is life beyond that <laughs> if you can get there. Well, and I think it's essential that if if you, the professional, are having challenges and problems with a, a software tool that is absolutely necessary, then imagine what the everyday person like me, who doesn't truly understand how to navigate the, the software to get the data that I need, um, would have, right? So this is why even more importantly that we have an expert that is available to us. So thinking about the, the data itself, what are some of the key data points that a typical website is looking for uh, to be able to make those decisions? Can you give us kind of a, a, a few of them that maybe we should be understanding? Sure, but the, the, but the point is that you you have to really think
1: about your own business. So mm. I sort of said out of the box, it's not that much use. I mean, I mean, of course it is because it will tell you basic things like how many visitors did you get? where, Which pages did they go to? Where did they stay? You know, what did they like? What did they engage with? That kind of thing. And that's obviously important. Um, but it's basic in the sense that you want to go beyond that. You want to say, what are we trying to achieve? Mm. Okay, if this is a page on which people should be signing up for our newsletter, are they doing that? Mm. And if not, the next thing we're going to try to do is to say, well, why not? I mean, obviously, you you get your data and then there's the now what of it. So what Mm -hmm. are we going to do about what we're what what we're seeing? So it's really important to to look at your whole website and to look at every single page um, or at least every group of pages and say and be really clear about what, what are the outcomes that we want here. Are we selling something? Are we trying to get subscriptions? Is it a video that we really want people to watch because they're going to get something of our value out of it, uh, for example? Because you can, you can measure how much of a video people watch, not just that they click the start button, but how much of it did they actually get through. Uh, and, and people don't know this, but very frequently, unless the video is really compelling right at the beginning, the vast majority of visitors tune out. That's right. They're gone. <laughs> that's right. They're gone. Hopefully, they're not gone from this recording yet. But uh, um, <laughs> but uh, and you know, lots and lots of businesses spend lots and lots of money on making beautiful videos
0: that nobody watches. And I think think you'd never know that unless you were able to to review the data accurately. Right.
1: And so one of the things that I help businesses with is not only looking for opportunities to find new products or services or or new types of content that they might produce that would be good for their outcomes, but also places where they're losing money Mm. because what they're doing is simply not effective which might be, sorry, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, you know, I I would venture to say a very high percentage of today's websites are ineffective, right? (laughs) And it's not that they're not pretty or they don't have the latest buttons or technology, or, you know, there's not enough SEO on it to, to be able to make them attractive. It's, Um, Either, either they're just, they're just ineffective, right? They're, they're not doing the purpose we had hoped for when we got them. So, so when we look at, you, you mentioned it's based on your objective. What are some of the objectives that a website would be good for? And maybe we can start there.
1: Yeah. And just to be really, I don't want to say ineffective and make everybody feel awful. I'm saying ineffective. (laughs) Well, I think what I would say is could be more effective. I mean, you know, most websites do, do the
0: basics, right? Well, and and that's it. What what do we consider the basics? Is it a glorified business card? Or are you trying to generate a lead? Are you trying to close a sale? Um, Are you trying to provide customer service? I mean, there's so many different variations of a, quote, website. But I think what many people think of when they think of a website is the glorified business card, Right. Here's our footprint. Here's who we are about us. Right. Contact us. Here's a little bit of information. It's very boring and generic. Right. And yet they're mad because this thing isn't producing leads for them. Right. And actually, I would say that one of the main points of a website
1: is to create relationship Is, is is, is to create relationship with the visitor. However, that turns out to be um, so you want to think about your outcomes. I mean, you want to think, am I trying to, to make some money here? Am I trying to generate some leads? Am I trying to get some sign ups? Am I trying to get visibility and awareness? Am I trying to establish our firm as a thought leader and expert in our field by producing amazing content? Um, but also, what's the visitor here for, right? What do they want? So that it's a two-way conversation as opposed to me just pushing stuff at you. The number of websites that if they are selling something, it's all over the place. Like buy this, buy this now, now. Um, right. And, and not only people, do you need one, you
0: need 25
1: of them, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. But most people don't buy something absolutely immediately. They, they want to look around. They want to see what you've got. They, they want to know who you are. Um, and, and so you want to pay attention to doing that. Um, in a, in a measurement plan kind of framework, so I talked a bit about earlier about thinking about this, you you actually look for some different things along what we call in marketing the customer journey, right? So firstly, you're looking for how you get traffic, like where do they come from? Um, and obviously, you want to, to know things like which are our most valuable marketing channels. So For example, email. I mean, you know, email has been considered to be dead. There are so many articles that say email is now dead. No, you know, predicting this have been going on for years, but email is still one of the most effective digital marketing channels there is. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can see that correctly. Yes. Right, right, and you can see that in the analytics because you can see where what which marketing channel did they come from, and you can see the outcomes, which outcomes um, are. Are coming and you can set it the analytics up so it will tell you like different outcomes. So, did they make a purchase? Did they click on a, did they send in a lead? Did they, did they uh, sign up for something? You know, Um, and you want to start seeing which are the most effective at getting the outcomes that we want. Mm -hmm. So, we call that acquisition, but the next one is engagement. So, that's where you're establishing the relationship. So, did they visit different pages? Did they watch our videos? You know, did they read our blogs? Did they maybe make a comment? that kind of stuff before you get to the, okay, did they buy anything? And then if you're, if you're the sort of business that wants people to come back, you know, I always joke when I go to see my dentist, you know, I say, thank you very much. Lovely to see you. Hope I don't see you again for a long time. Right. right um, of course, but they've already booked your next, your next meeting with them before <laughs> yeah, I, you I,
0: even leave. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
1: let them do that. Uh, but um, you know, some web some businesses are of the nature where you want people to come in very frequently and some right. of them, Less so, but are people coming back? You know, at the sort of frequency that's appropriate for what you're doing. Um, yeah. So, so you want to measure a lot of different things along that along that journey, and not just the how much money did we make last week, because all of the rest of it contributes in some way to the how much money did we. And you've got to make it work properly; otherwise, you won't get the end result right.
0: Let me ask you a quick question though. So, um, you know, Google Analytics goes on, or or you know, the analytics goes on behind the scenes. And um, but in reality, you you brought up a question for me. How do we know that they came from an email? You know, do we have to put something, some sort of trigger in the email that showed that they came from that, or does it happen automatically? So both. <laughs> Um, It it, it
1: somewhat happens automatically. Um, So if they come from social media, typically it will be able to distinguish between um, a Facebook organic posting link. I mean, that's not paid, i.e., and a Facebook ad, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, Same with Google search, regular search and Google paid ads. Um, And sometimes with email, email is a bit more tricky. Uh, Sometimes
0: it will identify email and sometimes it won't. And that but. would be a button in the email that says, click here to go to my website, right? Yeah. A or a link, a link, or, a exactly. or something yeah. along those lines. Okay.
1: So, so the answer is that sometimes happens by default, but to make it work properly, which you should do, um, we have these things. So I don't want to talk too much tech, but we call them UTM parameters. So you can put... Uh, some tags on the end of the link that's in your email or on your social media link that specifically say, not only this is email, but this is the specific, so this is the January newsletter, right? So Mm. you can get, or an ad, right? So you can say, this is our Facebook campaign for our spring sale or, or whatever it is, right? So that not only are you saying this came from a Facebook ad, but you're then distinguishing between the ads for our spring sale and the ads for our summer sale or whatever, or
0: our graduation day gifts ads or whatever. And that- I think you can even do that even further and go, this was a post and this was an ad, or this was the video ad and this was the written ad, you know, so you can gather more data. But I love that. So the tags are the pieces for them or the end piece of the link.
1: And then again, you can go back to saying, now we can use this data much more effectively because now we can see- you know, what, what works and what didn't work. And and was Mm. it something about the wording or was it something about the landing page? And then you can start to sort of look at those things and go, okay, how can we do this whole thing better?
0: Right. And then there's those testings that you can do, right? You can do version one and version two, or we call them AB tests. So you can do all sorts of things to, to see what it is that needs to be changed, right. To improve. Yeah. The outcome that you're trying to get at and all of that filters into the analytics tool. Correct? Correct.
1: Yes. So then now an
0: expert like you can come in there and go, well, look, this is normal. This is below normal. This is above normal. Um, this is normal for this kind of action. And if you want a conversion, right, you want a buyer, it's this kind of action, right? So the data can really help you make those decisions, right? Yeah,
1: I, I try to somewhat shy away from the word normal. because
0: um, <laughs> <laughs> There's no normal, right? Everything's, I, well, everything's crazy.
1: You know, I often get asked, you know, what what's the industry benchmark for conversion or something like that? And I'm a little wary of this kind of thing because, you know, I can compare my, you know, a company with another company, but we don't for sure know exactly what they're doing for their marketing, whether they're targeting their audiences right and so on. And to some extent, I'd much rather say, let's benchmark against ourselves. Mm. So let's say, here's where we're starting, right? We think this should be better. Let's try some things and see if we can get it to be better. I Um, like that. So, because otherwise, you, you and you know, if if you benchmark and you find out that you're doing way better than anybody else in your industry, from what you can tell, you're going you to sit, sit back, back. And, yeah, <laughs>
0: and go, right, I'm I'm good, and and that's a shame too, really. Right, right. Well, this is really interesting stuff because you know, um, marketers um, they kind of get a bad rap, right? Um, because the business owner. Wants a result, right? And that result is more money, usually. And what more money means is that they had more sales conversations and conversions. And in order to get those sales conversions, they need more opportunities or leads, right? And so the business owner speaks at one thing and thinks they're asking for the right thing. And then the marketer goes, oh, well, we'll build out for based on that. And then the business owner goes, I didn't get that right? Because it didn't happen fast enough. And this is a normal cycle that goes on. And I think what the business owner forgets is that it takes time. You have to run a test. Then you have to analyze that test. This is your expertise, right? And then you have to say, here's the recommendations I would make on improving the results. Let's do it again, right? And the business owner's going, well, wait a minute, I just spent X, Y, Z for the amount of ads. I didn't get the results I wanted. And so why are you asking me to spend that again with you for the next month? And I think there's, there's that huge gap between the business owner and the marketing team to deliver the results they want. Right. And, well, and so I'm yeah. hoping this conversation brings the two back together again so they can see it's a, a work in progress.
1: And, you know, sometimes, I mean, sometimes it's a very long-term thing. And especially with more with it, maybe with SEO, I mean, with ads, at least the good news is you can control the time frames and you can control the budget. Right. Um, and, and you can, you know, obviously you're going to say, I don't want to spend more than X on testing this and, and sure. you're going to know what you think is, is realistic. Um, but there have been times when one simple change just makes a huge difference. Um, and, and sometimes it's just the wrong link or the call to action is in the wrong place, or Mm. it just says the wrong thing or, I mean, and, and just really basic stuff. I, I, I mean, I, I had a client recently where they, they had a temporary kind of key outcome from their website, which wasn't their main business outcome, but there was something they wanted to do, um, in the fairly quickly. And they put a link in their navigation menu at the top. But they didn't talk about it on the homepage. And so um, they, and, and when I, I said, yeah, but you're not talking about it, it's not obvious. And they said, no, it's in the navigation. Look, it's there. Well, but if exactly, if people aren't looking at the navigation, then they're not going to see it. You want, if this is what you want right now, then you need to make that front and center on the homepage. Boom. Right. And, right. and sometimes, honestly, and this isn't always. I mean, this isn't the business owner's fault. I mean, I I don't want them to it's feel not like their
0: it's not their stupid. expertise. Their expertise is their business, right? Yes, but not the marketing around their business to understand yes, it. Yes, and also everybody gets
1: too close to their own site. I mean, this is just na- nature. I mean, you know what's on your site. You're so close to it that you can't believe that other people can't see what you can see. um, so, and which is another reason why the analytics that that literally show you where people go and what they click on, or even what their mouse hovers over, you can tell that, um, will really give you insights into the, you know, the the thing you think is
0: absolutely obvious. Nobody sees it. (laughs) Um, You know, and, and that is so true. And I think that there's, um, there's this, there's this um, innovation piece that I think is also often missing in the, in many business owners' websites is they build it and they think it's done, right? But that's not it. It needs to be refreshed and improved and worked on, you know, often and often should be quarterly, maybe, you know, semi-annually, but they're thinking <laughs> however often it is, right? They're thinking, oh, I just spent $10,000 on this website, it should be done. It should, we, we're good for the next five years. Wrong right well actually i okay here's my confession i didn't update my website
1: for 10 years I, i'm literally just i know
0: the cobbler's well, children the cobbler, right? that's yeah. the cobbler's children's <laughs> shoes right nobody has um, you know we don't we don't work on our own stuff as much as we're working on our customers stuff. right and, and i'm and even now it's kind of
1: under construction so which is which is really embarrassing to say but i'm still in business so who knows right i, I, right. I, um, I should say by the way that we're talking a lot about sales and, and customers and i think it's Also, really important to remember, at the beginning, you were talking about the business card. I mean, Mm -hmm. there are audiences for your website that are not prospects or customers. Correct. And for example, anybody doing uh, due diligence on your business, like your bankers, your insurers, are likely to check out your website to see what you've got. And I have to say, I I have encountered situations where insurers have... Uh, refused to to to, to do a, an insurance plan for a business based on something they saw on the website that they didn't that they weren't comfortable about. Hmm. Uh, um, I, I and I don't want to go into details of that, obviously, but um, so you know you do have to be aware that there are people who are coming to check you out. They're not about to buy your stuff, but they want to know who you are, and and you have to to think about that too. I I, I work with um, technology firms, right, and I've worked in situations where the entire website is completely techie. Um, I've, I've worked with um, people that make components for programs. So, you know, when you click on the menu and you get a drop down, and, and they make pieces of those, you know, file the thing when you click file that it does something. Um, and their whole website is just full of all this techie stuff because they think that their buyers are people that are writing programs, mm-hmm. which they probably are. But I right. said to them, you need, at least on your About Us page, which is crucial, because if people don't know a company, they will go to the About Us page very frequently, like who are these people? That has to be in English, because as potentially the programmer is going to go to the financial, the financial officer and say, I, I need a PO, a purchase order for this component, right? And the CFO is going to say, well, who, who is this company I've never heard of that I'm writing out checks to? And they are going to go to the website and they need to see English because they don't want to read about program components. But they do want to know, is this company credible?
0: Right. So,
1: so it is important to remember the
0: non-buying audience as well. Great, great, great example. and and I think you know when you when you go into search, you know, the Google goes in and looks at different pages for different reasons, you know, and um, I think that that's incredibly important to have. Some basic stuff on there about the company, the owners, how long you've been in business, where you located, you know, all those right. compliance issues as well, you know right. to be able right. to make your website friendly. Um, really good. And, it, and point. it has
1: to be it has to be authentic. I also remember doing I was doing a speaking engagement uh, or a workshop and there was a construction company and um, we looked at their about us page and they had all the management team wearing hard hats on a construction site. And somebody in the audience just started laughing and said, you know, do you people never do any work? Because all of their hard hats were new and shiny and it didn't look authentic.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Right. (laughs) Right. So interesting. Interesting enough, you know, because um, I was on uh, I was on a training call on on Monday and they were talking about bias. Right. And I know this is a little off topic, but. We all have a bias what we think when we look at something, right? Mm-hmm. And and when we're designing our website for success, we want to have the, the, the goal of what we're doing, what's the outcome we want to have. We want to have the data analytics, but we also want to create it in a way that the user feels comfortable gathering the information that they need right? And so if, like you said, if you're all wearing shiny hard hats, are, are you guys even working, right? right? You know, or or I don't understand the codes and the pieces and the chunks that are going to come along on the computer, but now I know based on the information and the layout of the website that you guys are a component maker for computer, you know, uh, computer motherboards, for example, Right. Um, so yeah, having that be, um, user friendly and non-traditional user, as you mentioned, uh, is super valuable and a piece that's often missing, missing to it. Right. Mm -hmm. Good point. Good point. So, so now that we've, um, we've kind of built the website, we know kind of the objective we want to have on it and the data analytics, you know, let me ask you another question. Um, Data analytics, if I understand correctly, through Google, which is the one of the main source providers, um, you still have to turn it on, right? <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't produce the information unless you tell it to go look for the information, right? Well, but implementing it, as I said, out of the box is very very easy. And um, I
1: mean, for smaller businesses, a lot of the platforms that you use like WordPress, WooCommerce, Shopify, et cetera, all have built-in integration. Um, So they're already set up in it. Well, no, I mean you have to set but it's easy. I mean they set it. up but, but set that's up something for that, you to set it up.
0: Yeah. But but it has to be done. Like you're basically having to turn it on and flip yeah. the switch by having the 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 direction set up, right? It's not right. automatic. Oh, I just built one through, you know, GoDaddy and and it's it's look how pretty it looks. Well, if you didn't go in and you know press the button and say, go get Google Analytics and and make the connections as easy as it may be, you're never going to get that data. Well, but I mean, that's
1: because the data is very confidential. I mean, obviously I have to be very clear with any client that I, I'm not going to share anything about their their numbers with any other client, obviously. Um, and it, it you know, you, you have to have an account. I mean, you've got a sign in, you've got a password, you've got, um named users who can access the numbers i mean it's not just like shared with the world i mean any business would love to see the analytics of all their competitors right that's not that's not (laughs) how it works um so clearly you do have to do that level of setup
0: well, and I think that's, I think, you know, again, we're talking to business owners. We're not talking to necessarily to marketers who create websites all the time, but having them go, oh, well, I thought it did it automatically. No, you have to set up an account for it, right? right, right you know, right. Um. but once you do, and since it's free, then you can start getting that data to be able to help you make Better decisions, yeah. Did so once my marketing you, work, right? Once,
1: right. Once you set it up and it's running, then it's going to continue to run with with the basic implementation,
0: nice. right?
1: Which is still going to tell you quite a bit. But as I said, it's much more valuable if you really customize it to work for your business, your outcomes, what's going on on your site. Right. Um, but it, it's really not that daunting. I mean, like I've said, it's it's not the prettiest interface and so on, and it's it's not what we used to have, but. It's not, it's not that difficult to get it going.
0: Well, on the other side, you know, when I coach my clients, you know, your job as the CEO and the business owner is to lead a team, right? I don't want you doing your own accounting. No, 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 no. I don't want you to go to analyze your own website's data. So we have experts like yourself that can come in and do that for us and help us make the decisions. So it's managing our time and our skills. Of course, it is something that anybody can do if they spent the time. And the money and you know, learn the analytics to go in and do it and then understand the data points and what they mean and could mean for your business. But truly, that's probably not your best use of time and energy. Your best use of time and energy is to hire an expert that can do <laughs> well, it in a fraction of the time. Um, you, know. you know, it's very interesting because it's a mix of data skills
1: and very techie and analytical stuff and some serious creativity. Um because, you you know, somebody like me who's been looking at this stuff for a long time, you can, you can look at it and sometimes you can immediately see things. It's just because sure. you've done it all so many times. Um, but, I, I you know, what I like to say is my clients, I don't think I've ever had a client come to me and say, Philippa, I want to pay you to produce me 50 pages of analytics. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what they're looking for, right? And, they, and most of the time they, they don't even want to see, you know, a lot of Any what of the they data. want to know is, Philippa, what do I need to know to run my business better?
0: Exactly. And
1: and my ideal client comes to me with that question because they want to have a business discussion with me. And, and hopefully that's what um, I can provide is, you know, here's what I can see in the data. Um, we can we can look at all the data if you want or not, as you prefer. But here's what I think we should do. And then we can have a good discussion. And so they don't always do what I suggest, because obviously they have their reasoning, too. But as long as we have a good conversation about it, I feel I you know I feel good I mean for me it's not just about the money I I I like the creative side I like the coming up with the so what so so what do we think we should do about this right um that's what I really enjoy I mean I'm you know the implementation and all the making sure it's all good is 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 just a tool it's just a tool to get to the okay now let's talk now let's figure out what's next
0: and I think that's the most important piece out of it for business owners is It's not the nuts and bolts of how you put together the the piece. It's the information that it provides you so that you can make great decisions. Do I continue to invest in this path? Can I improve this path so that I get the results that I want? And I think that's the biggest piece. But if you don't look at the data and you're wondering why it's not producing the result you want you can't make any changes without looking at the data first and having that conversation, as you said, to help you, um, communicate what the data means in a way that you can improve. Like I said at the beginning, honestly, if you're not looking at analytics, you're
1: shooting in the dark with, with, you know, you're spending time and money on your website. Um, you have no idea what's, what's going on. And even, you know, I'll get, I'll, I will get business owners who say, "Look, I'm doing fine. I've got X number of visitors per week and X number of sales per week." And you can say, "Okay, but would you? Don't you want more than that?" I mean, most business owners still want growth. I mean, if you really don't want growth, okay. Um, you got another problem. <laughs> yeah, and there are some businesses I, I, you know, who who really say, "No, I'm good. Thanks. Uh, okay, mm. okay, <laughs> excellent." <laughs>
0: Yeah, those yeah they're, they're, I just had a great conversation on growth with uh, with another guest on my show and um, it was uh, it was really insightful. Um, right. but yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. Okay, so back to the data. We now know that the data is super important for you to make decisions. There are many, many tools and angles you can use in the direction that you're gathering the data, right to understand the outcome that you want. Um, and to help you achieve the outcome you want with the tools that you have. So, Philippa, you've given us some really insightful conversation here. You've told us a lot about things that I'm sure many business owners didn't realize. Um, Where can listeners find out more about you and how they can connect and start to understand that data better?
1: Sure. So uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, and I love connecting with people on LinkedIn. Um, And my websites I'm sure you're going to put a link to my website and stuff on the podcast materials, right?
0: Yes, yeah, sure. You
1: can and share it though. It's websites that win.com. But uh, I also have a free ebook. I've actually just just finished this ebook and I'm very proud of it. Yay. So my goal is to give people ideas and inspiration of things that can be found in analytics um, that people wouldn't otherwise have known that have made a difference to the business. So it's five, it's five hidden gems. There are stories from my consulting experience um, of, of exactly that, different businesses, things we saw in the numbers, ideas, and what we did differently for the business based on that, that mm. insight. And they're all very different types of ideas that my goal, my, my hope is people will see the ebook, they'll read, they'll read these stories and think, hey, maybe that's happening for me, or maybe that's something I could look for. And it tells you briefly. Um, how to find that data point in the analytics, but of course, if you want more information about that, you can always contact me.
0: Love it, love it. Well, what a valuable thing. I mean, you know, just like in my playbook, I mean, having that, having that angle of where to look first, and what happened and what happened after. You know, I mean, it's right. a great story, and right. and I'm sure listeners will, uh, once reading that, will go, will start to see themselves in different pieces of it. And, um, I, I super valuable stuff, you know, stories tell so much more than, than, than just the numbers. Right. Well, that's my hope because, you know, there's an awful
1: lot about analytics online, but a lot of it is very technical, very dry and people don't care about that. So that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to, to inspire people with actual stories of here's how it actually
0: works. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you. All right, listeners, I hope you found a couple ideas to put into your business that will help you be more profitable. And I know for a fact that analyzing that data from your biggest sales component, marketing component, and awareness generator, which is, i.e. your website, you know, that you got to understand it. You got to see what it's doing. You got to lift up the, the curtains and see behind the website Where are people going? Why are they going there? Where are they coming from? How can you improve things? So I would really encourage you to go download Philippa's book um, and start to look at that data in a way that you didn't before. And even if you take just a couple hours a month and, and review it, it will be well worth your time and the investment you've made in that website will produce much more for it. All right. As I mentioned before, how would you like to supercharge your business? Go download my new Profit Booster Playbook packed with five profit strategies and the actionable steps you can use to make 2024 your most profitable year ever. Go grab it for free at boostingprofit.com. As always, we would love to hear your questions and feedback. Tell Tell us in the chat what the biggest thing that you heard today and, and what you're going to do about it, right? So not only the awareness that you've got, but the action step you're going to take. Hit us up in the chat and tell us that. That way we can uh, comment back and maybe help help you implement on that challenge that you found. And while you're at it, please subscribe. You don't want to miss future shows. As always, you can catch Profit With A Plan on any of your favorite podcast players, and we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thank you so much, Philippa. Thank you so much, Monsieur.